Why did you get it so big? A, that's what she said. Does the skin look red and swollen? That's what she said. That's my joke, damn it, Dwight. That's what she said. Ha! I don't get it. Grapes, seductive. How about the Phyllis Angela dispute? You already did me. That's what she said. Dwight, get out of my nook. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. I want to give you something. Oh. <laughs> That's what she said. And in the future, if I want to say something funny or witty or do an impression, I will no longer ever do any of those things. Does that include that's what she said? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> Michael! <laughs> Michael! Michael, please. <laughs> Welcome to season two of the Cutline. Hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. And hello, UK. We are back and ready to roll for year two of the Cutline. And we are aiming for better analysis, more winning, and just a great freaking time. I'm promising new things for this show, and you're not going to want to miss any of them. Unfortunately, most of those features will not be available until next week when we actually have a cut line. Bum bum bum. This week we have the Century Tournament of Champions, and we are going to start this season off with the always fun no cut event. Welcome to the cut line. I am Michael Cavalunis at Lunis on Twitter, and my positive vibes are rolling into this season. I got a new model. I have a new process. A new analysis? What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? This show is always better when I am not alone. Unfortunately, Zach Manafort, the 6K maestro, the lineup slayer, the master slicer with a jinsu and a tailor-made driver. He aims left. He ends up right. Mad Money Manafort. Martin Pillar's number one fan, Zach Manafort, is not here no crying, but he will be here next week. Had some things to do. But before we begin this breakdown, we just need a word from our sponsor. Flowers. Flowers. Flowers again. This year, send them something new. Something personal that's full of love. A great big hug from you with Huggygram. Even when you can't be with them, they can still experience your loving embrace. A Huggygram is the warmest, most personal gift you can share. It's your own loving expression that could always be wrapped around the ones you love the most. When you order, you can even record a special personalized message that plays right from their Huggygram. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. I love you. Call or log on to send a Huggygram with a personalized audio message for only $29.95. 
Order now and we'll also include beautiful roses made from fine wood that lasts forever. A $25 value, yours free. Call or visit HuggyGram.com to order your HuggyGram with personalized message and lasting roses, all for just $29.95. So you're feeling down, missing that little special little someone in your life? Go and get yourself a hugogram. I have one, Zach has one. Hell, we send these things to anyone who needs a good hug because their lineups suck. And it really just easily circumvents any of those issues that could be misinterpreted. How would Joe Biden like one of these huggygrams? Get yours today. So the cut line is going to do the best. It can. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Oh, it looks good on you though. To make sure that you guys are building the best lineups for this weekend's tournament, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax greenside sand traps and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And of course, we want to make sure that you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass, taking names, scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line. A little bit of administrative stuff that you guys need to know. You need leverage. You need to check out Fanshare Sports. Even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important, especially right before lineup lock. Guys, I trust Fanshare Sports. So if you're not subscribed, easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com, log in, input the word cut line in the discount option. You'll receive 20% off your membership. Remember, ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. And as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draft these great, unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? More than likely, it's because you're not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up in the wrong end of the flag stick, so I ask you, how are your lineups going to do this season be kicking ass that's what they're gonna be doing but before we get into the century i want to tackle a little bit of my process here and 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 other sources that i trust that help me create stronger lineups and then we're going to wrap things up with what you can expect from the cut line down the road and of course then our analysis for the century itself but we're gonna talk about my process and it always starts on saturday before the tournament and that's when i'll really dive in down to the course metrics and kind of look at what the future tournament is going to be providing um, it's a good way to get ahead of the curve and kind of eliminate all that front load process early before you're making lineups what courses i'll use and sites that i'll use is dfs on demand run by rick gaiman um, it, he's really got a wonderful site that you can access and you can look at all the golfer stats historically and everything of that nature and it's a good way to get down into the nitty-gritty. Of course, you can go to Fantasy National. Fantasy National is going to be able to let you look at tournament history. And, of course, the nice thing is you can now edit out the names of the tournaments so you're unbiased. For example, I don't like Sergio Garcia. I'm not ridiculous enough to say I will never play Sergio Garcia again in my life, even though more than likely I will never play Sergio Garcia again in my life. Needless to say... If he is popping in any model that I create, I don't want any of those biases. The nice thing about it as well that Fantasy National does is they will give you these players without their actual names and salaries will not be imported, but we know they're in the field. 
Another website that I use and trust is Gup's Corner. They got a great solid group of Tambo. Dgen works with them as well, and Gup always provides solid analysis. They've released a new stats tool that I have not been able to utilize, which I hear mixed things because they're kind of they're past their beta stage, but they are kind of you know introducing the whole stats mold and everything of that nature. I'm interested to check it out, but for my big in-depth stats analysis, I go straight to DFS on demand. Um, he's Rick has a great interface for you guys to like cycle through not just the century tournament, but going and looking at like players, a cheat sheet, your lineup optimizer. You can look at player profiles and look back as far as you need. For example, if you wanted to know how, you know, Tyler Duncan was doing recently, you could you could take a look at him. But so the other nice thing is that Rick now has game logs for Eurostats. So we do get those tournaments where, you know, the Europeans come on over and you just really need that quick analysis to see how they're doing over there. And it, it's really helpful for building lineups. So those are those are some things that I really like. Another website that I use is datagolf.org. They are relatively obscure, but they have a lot of great information and stats and tools to help you on that on their site as well. So now the show, our show, the cut line is going to be breaking down its new segments next week when we actually have a cut event. All right, and we are going to introduce two new ones. And of course, we're going to bring back the old favorite monsters and guarantee. So our first new segment is going to be one putt, two putt, three putt. And that's basically where Zach and I will break down the slate and look at at most three players per pricing tier. The one thing that we don't want to do is just inundate you with stats and analysis of players over and over and over again. We just don't want to overwhelm you. We want to give you solid information that you can use and build strong lineups. After that, we're going to can't do it, won't do it. And these are players that are going to be 10% or higher in terms of ownership that we can't play. All right. It's going to be anywhere from two to four players that we think could possibly be chalk that we have no interest in putting in our lineups. And we'll give valid reasons why. One aspect of PGA DFS analysis, everyone will tell you who they want to play. But what we notice is that a lot of people don't tell you who they have no interest in playing, even if they're popular. So it's something that you'll notice this week that I'm going to be doing. But other than that, our last one, of course, MG Monsters and Guarantee. Well, we'll take our 6K range and give you our monster, the 6K player we believe to finish in the top 25, then our guarantee, our 6K player to make the cut. As always, those are two different players. And, of course, we sometimes double up and triple up on those options. But we're going to move on to the beautiful plantation course at Kapalua. This course seems to be only found in video games. It's just gorgeous, built on the side of the mountain on the coast. But just this year, this course saw extensive renovations, as many felt that the course played way too easy for a PGA tournament. And with renovated bunkers, tee boxes, and greens, that we should see a course that might have some baby teeth. And golfers might run into a few problems here or there, but... Long story short, it's going to be a scorer's paradise. Bermuda grass is everywhere. It is lush and it will come into play for some of the few golfers that are here this weekend. Key stats I'm looking at, strokes gained, tee to green, opportunities are gained, 
birdie or better percentage, strokes gained, par five, strokes gained, par fours, and of course, scoring percentage in all those ranges. Now on to the field. Again, this is a no-cut event, so we're looking at a very, very, very small field, and ownership will come into play for some of these golfers, but we're going to start with this 10-11K range, which includes John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, and DJ. So the only player I'm going to not have overweight on in terms of this tournament is Justin Thomas, and the reason is because he's so popular. Um, it's a GPP call. It's a GPP fave. I'm going to be honest. He ranks number one in my model. He ranks number one in the last 100 rounds, last 50 rounds, last 24 rounds. Ranks 12th in my putter ranker. He ranks sixth overall. And in birdie or better, we're looking at 4.34 birdies per round based on this year's stats. And we have an expected average putting distance of 20.4 feet he ranks fifth in the world in the golf rankings won this event in 2017 so justin thomas is going to be popular there's no doubt i'm right now calculating an ownership projection of 50 percent but because 50 percent of the field is going to own justin thomas i'm going to go in different directions i am going to lean towards rom shoffley and dj now dj had a terrible year last year in terms of dustin johnson standards but he's a better putter than he showed in the last 12 rounds, he's second in the field on Bermuda. The last 24, he's fourth in the field on Bermuda. In this weighted rank, he's 10th. So that's something that I like to see. He's ranked number four overall in the world golf rankings. And we are looking at a Dustin Johnson that hopefully is refreshed, renewed. And I'm only looking at 30% ownership for Dustin Johnson. Last guy I do want to talk about is Johnny Rahm. Johnny Rahm comes in here as the, as the favorite eleven four. Probably have an implied projection of 108.3, which is the highest on the slate. Just to give you a heads up, that's under what he averaged last year in points per tournament, 115.4. So John Rahm's popular, but you're going to have to pay for him. He's 11-4, and it's going to be hard to round out those lineups, especially with just such limited options. The one thing is, though, second place in 2018 here, uh, eighth place last year. He's third in the world golf rankings. He is one of my picks this season that is going to just really come to his own. I, I, a lot of people have said about the hot-headedness of John Rahm, and I get that, but I think he's grown, he's matured, especially as an athlete, as a professional, and that's just something that you want to see from from your favorite golfers, and Johnny Rahm is one of my favorites. So, um, One thing I do want to point out is that in terms of his consistency, his strokes gain off the tee, he's 84% consistent. Okay, he's consistent across the board. There isn't a metric where he ranks below 50%. Um, where he struggles most is probably around the green, as most golfers do, but he does make up for it in his strokes gain tee to green and in his approach and off the tee. So we're looking at an easy course. I'm not too concerned about Johnny Rahm being around the green. I am concerned about that price. Moving into the next tier of golfers, that 9K range, there are really only two golfers that I have a ton of interest in, okay? The first one being Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler right now is going unowned when you consider how great of a putter he is when compared to the rest of the field. He's never won this event. I'm going to make that perfectly clear. He's 22nd in the world golf rankings because he really hasn't shown up yet this year, but Ricky Fowler always turns it up in January. Now we're looking at sub 30% ownership at 
thousand DraftKings dollars. So this year only has 61 and a half points per tournament, but we do have an applied total of 90.25. Would love a top five finish here from Ricky Fowler. The second one, same reason and ownership leverage play, 24% Gary Woodland. The one thing I do hate about Woodland though is the fact that he cannot putt well on Bermuda, but I'm looking past that on the ease of this course, especially when you consider the fact that he finished in second place last year in that barn burner with Xander Shoffley. So 24% ownership does appeal to me. 17th in the world golf rankings. So Gary Woodland for me is in play. One thing I also want to point out about Gary Woodland is that he, like Rom, is very consistent off the tee, and where he does struggle is around the game in that short game in the putting. So you are going to be paying for a player that you would love to get a hot putter, and I think a lot of DFS noobs kind of look at putting as whether you're a good putter or a bad putter, and they don't realize how cyclical it is and how sometimes you're just on a hot streak, and that could actually happen. So that does it for me in the 9K range. A lot of people are looking at Patrick Reed and Cantlay as options, uh, especially Reed's history here. It's superb with a first place in 2015 and a second in 2016 and a sixth in 2017. My issue with Reed is that he's just a little bit too popular. When you look at the other two, currently I'm projecting at about 32% ownership, which I'll admit is probably a little bit higher than he'll end up coming in just because naturally Patrick Reed tends to get lower ownership because people don't like him. But needless to say, uh, Reed, you can play Reed, you can play Reed if you want. I'm, I'm just not totally on board. One guy I'm going to fade in this 8K range is Colin Morikawa. And the reason is he's never played here before, but he's just a terrible Bermuda putter on the data that we have from him. Now, reasons that you would want to play him, of all the calculated expected putt distance that I've projected, Morikawa is going to have the shortest distance to putt. Problem is, he's not good at it. So if you are going to roster Morikawa, it almost feels like you're going to be rostering Adam Scott. And you're just hoping that the putter gets hot. So at 8,600, I think he's he's fairly priced, especially with what he's projecting to do this season. Um, he is going to be popular. He was popular last year at 20%. But I would rather just go down to Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar, who finished 6th and 2014th, 17th and 2015th in 19th in 2019 most definitely had kind of re resurgence and this is gpp play and gpp theory right now i got kuchar as one of a few golfers under 10 percent ownership the other golfer who is above 7k and that is in single digit ownership is kevin na so Matt Kuchar, we know his pedigree. We know his ability around the short game. We know his putting ability. We know that he ranks 23rd in the world golf rankings this year. He's at 7% ownership is a bargain for a GPP play, especially if you're going to do MME. You don't need a lot of Matt Kuchar to get exposure to him. And if you do that, if you go that route, it could potentially lead to some strong lineups, strong wins. And he is Mr. Consistent, just like, like most of these top golfers are. He's, he, he's solid across the board, does not rank below 50% in any consistency stat that I can find on DFS on demand. So it, it, it's something that Matt Kuchar, I think, is going to go way under the radar. Does he necessarily fit this course? Not 100%, but 
it's quite all right. He's great. He's got a great birdie or better uh, scoring percentage. In fact, he ranks second in the field this season in scoring, uh, with a thirty-one point nine percent scoring average. All right, so he do, he does fall a little bit short on the driving distance, and that is going to come into play on those longer longer holes. But this course is so easy that I'm willing to overlook it. Um, going on, I have no interest in Brandon uh, Cameron Champ. Brendan Todd obviously has some interest. I think his ownership is going to come in low because people are going to realize how how incredible his streak was earlier in the season. But he has had success here. At 2015, he finished in eighth place. Um, third best putter in the field statistically. So he is someone that I'll have a little bit of ownerships in just because it's such a leverage play at just 11%. No one seems to like Kucher, Champ, and Brandon Todd, and I understand that. They're short off the tee and everything of that nature. But... These are guys that can win this tournament. We've seen that before. Yes, there are trends and correlations that we've seen, but it's such a small field, no-cut event. You never know when a golfer's going to get hot, get lucky, you know, hole out, hole in one, whoever, the, whatever the case may be. So it's something to consider when, when, when you're thinking about that. Moving on, we're going to go to that 7K range and – a few of my favorites in here are Kisner and JT Poston. Uh, JT, JT ranks fifth in my putting metrics model, while Kisner ranks fourth. All right, so they have yet to really, you know, show their teeth here this season. But JT is probably going to be a little bit more popular than Kisner or Ches Reeve. Um, the one guy who's not getting any traction in this 7K range is Kevin Na. And it makes sense. People just are have no interest in him after his shaky, terrible last season. Some horrific memories of rostering him and his appearance, but everything that was going on in his personal life and on tour, we can expect kind of that little run for Kevin Na. Now, Corey Connors does have some interest for me when you look at this year's metrics. He's first in strokes gained off the tee. Uh, when you look at the rest of the field for this season, he's strokes gained or sixth in strokes gained T degree in the whole PGA Tour. He's 14th in approach. He's 11th in greens and regulation, 10th in ball striking. Corey Connors is looking very, very, very solid right now, and he's getting a lot of traction at 30%. But that is chalk I'm willing to eat, even with. A questionable putter it's just the easiness of this course that Corey connors kind of comes into play there so looking at the rest of the guys dylan fratelli Ritali, ryan palmer munoz you know killer keith you, you got guys that you you know what you're gonna get munoz is gonna do well on bermuda while you know the rest of the golfers are, might struggle so th this is something that we're going to kind of have to weigh as we are doing our roster constructions but i think where you'll get the most leverage is drafting the right guys in that 6k range and the three that i'm going to be overweight on will be nate lashley graham mcdowell and sun king so when you look at them long story short they 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 don't rank very high right now on the world golf rankings but they will by the end of the year especially graham mcdowell who was just phenomenal last year i think on pga tour um looked great I got, I got a soft spot for Graham mcdowell because he was super nice to my son so it, that's something right now his numbers aren't reflecting how well how good of a player he is but it's something that 
if you've done this long enough, you know that Graham McDowell is a solid player and he's going to come through eventually. So uh, will it be this tournament? I don't know. I don't know if it'll necessarily be this one specifically, but we are looking at a tournament that does, it is a no cut event. So putting the right lineup together, especially when you don't have necessarily, you know, such a large field, um, it's going to be hard to, to manufacture that. Um, when looking at the last hundred hundred uh, weeks for Graham McDowell, he is quite volatile off the tee. That's okay. There's it's not hard to hit the fairways here, um, but he is successful around the green. A great putter, and strokes gained tee to green. You know he's, he's consistently is at a fifty percent range. So he is someone who is going to be somewhat risky, but completely worth it. Oh, you men are all alike seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag you better keep your mouth shut oh i think i love him Other than that, looking at the Century Tournament, you know, this is going to be a fun tournament. Remember, no-cut event. So, roster your lineups. You know, watch them go through. It is the first one of the 2020 season that is not kind of considered part of the fall swing. We're going to pretty much have golf every weekend here on out, minus a few breaks here or there. So, this will be fun, and it's a good way to kick it off. I'm really excited about this week, really excited to get things started. But that's a wrap. The cut line is over. It's all over. And the Century of Champions PGA Tournament starts Thursday, and I'm super excited. Make sure you join us next week as Zach and I break down the Sony Open. Big shout-out to Fantasy National. Special thanks to PGA Tour. And, of course, many thanks to Fanshare Sports. Most gratitude goes to you, the listener. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. That'll do it for the cut line. Go and get those wins.